Welcome, Welcome to, the, to door the door at the edge, at the of, edge reality, of reality, where we, we challenge fact and fiction, looking into, looking the, into the unknown. Go ahead, turn Go the ahead, knob. Turn this, is the knob. this is Blue Room Insight. of Blue Room Insight. Today, I have Skipper with me. Howdy. Yeah, Darius did that in a couple episodes ago. He stole your uh, your howdy, your intro. He had to he had to try to be that way. So we're in the middle of a, a wintry storm. It was wintry mixing on the east coast of North Carolina. It's cold is what it is. Yeah. Um. Whenever I walked over to the Blue Room. <laughs> The uh, the temperature outside was like thirty, but the feel like was eighteen. So it's windy, and that's only getting worse. Yeah, all the all the uh, water on the on the cars, and it's definitely frosting over. It's becoming ice, just little sheets of ice, just stuff to like flick. So I'm just gonna open my car. Oh, that's just because you're a baby. <laughs> you're just gonna <clears throat> open it. No, that's what happened. And and did it hurt anything? Maybe the ice. The ice. You broke it. Did you ever play that game, like, Don't Break the Ice? No. No? With, like, the little ice picks? Like, the little... No, I never like... played that one. It was, a good, it was a good fun game. It was a good fun family game. All right. So today we're going to talk about the rival of the... Mishi Pishu, right? Did I say that right? Uh, Pishu Peshu, somewhere in the Thunderbird, is what we're talking about here. The Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird. The Thunderbird. Um, so historically they've been sighted. I guess there's accounts of them all the way from northern Canada down to Central America. It's just Native American tribes all across the continent. Uh, let's see, and. There's been, in mythology, they are depicted as much larger, just by basis of mythology. Right. Um, I've seen reports uh, that their wingspan was uh, twice the size of a war canoe, which would put it at about 20 feet. Now, is there any birds today? That have um, that kind the, of wingspan? The biggest was the, I believe, California mm-hmm. condor, which okay, maxes yeah. out at 10. That's still a pretty big bird. I, I think it maxes out at 10. You remember when we went to the aquarium? Up yeah, the, yeah. And then uh, they had those eagles? Yeah. Those eagles are pretty big, I'm not going to lie. And they probably have, what, six to eight foot wingspan? The bald eagle? I couldn't tell Maybe. you. I didn't look up bald eagles. I'm <laughs> just saying. Oh, I do like how every time that I do type in Thunderbird, it's always depicted as a bald eagle with lightning coming out of its eyes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. But uh, in mythology, they've been depicted as large enough to carry whales to their nest. I did see that. And yeah. have uh, 
it's been reported that they had fights with killer whales that leveled that. forests. So, <laughs> these guys just kind of really pick on things in the sea. Apparently. Yeah. Because the uh, Meshupishu? Mesh- Meshupishu? Meshupishu. Whatever it is. Um, we're going to call it the Hodag. <laughs> Because that's what it... Well, the Hodag is basically a land... It translates to the Great Lynx. So let's stick with that one. The Great Lynx over here. Um, I mean, it it stayed in the water. I mean, I guess the Hodag. Maybe it came out of the water. You know, something crazy is super off topic. But did you know that uh, there are stories of Nessie, like the Loch Ness Monster, like walking across the street and like to to Lake Loch Ness? Why was it out of Lake Ness? Is it Lake Ness? Lock. lock, like lock. It, it's shit. It, it, it means lake, lake right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It just means that like it's it it breathes. It basically just it's like a mammal then. Not necessarily because well, octopuses like get out and walk around. Yeah, but they're like they have like a force field of water around them at all times. It feels like it's just it's a thin mucus. layer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, these. Raptors, these birds of prey, if you will, uh, they say when the these birds flap their wings, thunder is created, lightning flashes out of their eyes, and water falls from their backs, creating rain. Basically, in Native American stories or mythology, uh, it seems like these creatures is the what bringer of storms. They, they bring the they are the cold fronts. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I can I get that. Now I did read though that it was definitely. Um, they admitted that it was just a story to explain weather, like to to. I mean, there's not much to anybody. admit to that. Like, that's the thing they do, right? But it was it was just something that like usually when it comes to mythologies and stuff, like these people like believe in it. Yeah. This was saying that they believe in the Thunderbird, but they were just saying that really bad storms are created by it's like it like coming through. So I don't know. It was just kind of interesting that they were just like, man, we just kind of said it was, but like. We know it's not. Um, so although dangerous and powerful, Thunderbirds were seen as benevolent nature spirits, and they were sometimes uh, they even sometimes assisted the tribes in search for food during periods of famine, which was pretty cool. Like I mean, these things like, I mean, you can look up to them, I suppose. Really, they probably just followed really big birds to dead animals, but probably vultures. Yeah, actually, I did see like a turkey vulture being like, yeah, mistaken uh, a few for birds. I did see it could be one is pterosaur, okay, which is right. less likely. Right. Oh, you you never know because I mean this was a long time ago, like it's hundreds of years ago. I mean it is possibly up to a thousand years old. Like you re- like I have this. I have legend legends coming from the thirteenth century. That's a long ass time ago, man. <laughs> and then it could be African crowned eagles or Andean condors that somehow like escaped captivity or like got dragged over from like a storm or something. Right. Okay. Um, and then there's, like I said, the California condor. Yeah, I did see that uh, these like thunderbirds were like. Basically, today, people describe them as mainly just big birds. Like, that's just, like, how natives, you know, describe them. And, like, today, we could even have thunderbirds. Like, 
just like an eagle that is a, like just bigger than it should be. It is basically yeah. a thunderbird. So I, I did like how um, it does seem to hang out. Main, like the main reports and sightings are around like the Great Lakes area. So like through yeah. Wisconsin, really from Wisconsin down south to Illinois. Is where like I kind of saw like that that like blue yeah, bend. The main regions are definitely the Great Lakes and also like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I saw that too, which would make sense with the whales. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was whales in the Great Lakes maybe, at one point. Maybe it's just picking up really big fish. Maybe, I mean, makes sense. I, I'm sure there was big fish, but also I mean, think about it this way too. Like maybe there was just like whales that we've been told that whales were a lot smaller back then. Yeah, yeah, and then because sharks were bigger, or the megalodon, yeah. and so there was other bigger predators, and the whale ended up growing over time because of evolution. Let's see. Uh, they did. Uh, they also described what their eggs are. Oh yeah, I, I did see that. Uh, we've got the thunderstone, which is just an awesome name. Yeah, it's like. Roughly spherical igneous rocks. That means volcanic, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, And it's just... That is the egg of a thunderbird. Yeah, it just never hatches. It's almost like... I mean, I guess you can do this with like... It has to hatch in the wild. Right. I was... (laughs) It does seem like like the thunderbird. Kind of like the phoenix. Like how they kind of came from... They look like they came from volcanic like yeah. stones. I mean, they rise from the ashes, but like, there's like a point where they're like, I don't know, like curled up together, and then they like expand, like maybe, and then because it's a fucking firebird, <laughs> maybe it looks like that, which would make sense with the eggs being also for a thunderbird. Yeah, thundercooter falconbird. Um, let's see, and I don't know if we did we already touch on like their role in mythology. How the Mishipeshu was uh, the like ruler of... No, we, no, we didn't. Okay. We can talk about that. Yeah. Cool. We're uh, only nine minutes in. How do you forget? I don't know. But, uh, so, let's see. The Thunderbird is the ruler of the upper world. Uh, it patrols the dome. I'm just joking. Yeah, pretty the dome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Of the flatter, um, and in different like tribes mythologies, it might end up slightly differently, but they are usually a benevolent creature. Uh, uh, in one uh, mythology, they were their purpose was to fight the underwater spirits, which Mishipeshu was the leader of. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's like the land. It's almost like when he comes on. Almost even the picture of of uh, this water lynx. Um, it kind of looks it's got like a feline body. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks like a. It, it looks like a, down its back. Like a weird snake serpent with feet. Uh, like a salamander. Kind of with horns. So I mean, I mean to me at least. And spiky cheeks. Yeah, I mean so. Which which. Kind of sounds like the hodag, right? Yeah. Um, and let's see. Now I did hear, even though it's the ruler of the underworld, I do hear that it's it's not necessarily evil. Uh, it's not evil. Just it it takes care of that little bit. Gotcha. 
Uh, they, they are described as opposing yet complementary forces. Yin yang. We went over yeah. this in the Hodag episode. Shout out to Hodag. Hodag's rock. Um, they were described as migrating south in the fall, which is, uh, and they would leave around that time because that is the ending of the underwater spirit's most dangerous season. Uh, and that is part of the Ojibwe. Uh, mythology which they are they've been kind of big in our last yeah two Uh, and then i'm probably gonna butcher this one Uh, we got the menominee menomena (laughs) Uh, they describe the thunderbird as living on a floating mountain in the western sky okay Uh, they control rain and hail uh, and enjoy fighting and deeds of greatness. Uh, so I do know that... And they're... are messengers of the great sun himself. Ooh. The sun. The great sun. The great sun. I do know that some investigators, you know, they portray it as a pterodactyl. Yeah. You know. Um, but it seems like there are more accounts with Native Americans where... Like, all the way from not the Navajo to the uh, Passamoquoddy, I don't know, a tribe of New England, um, to show it more like a, kind of like an eagle with a tail. Um, does that have a Q and two Ds? Yes, it, it does. Okay. Um, they kind of describe it kind of like, more like it's depicted around, like an eagle that's fairly large, like just yeah, a, a, bird. a bird of prey, a raptor. So it does, but you even know, like, and in their, uh, like, I guess, origin of the Thunderbird, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, it is described as just two native, or they found out about the Thunderbird from two natives going into the mountains for the source of thunder. Okay. So I'm, it's pretty crazy when you think about, like, them trying to figure out what. I mean, I guess back then, like, from my earlier statement about them, kind of, like, today, they are more likely to just say, oh, yeah, like, the Thunderbird was just something, like, that we used to describe yeah. weather, but we know it wasn't the Thunderbird. But it seems like back then, it very well could have been true to them that this giant creature Bird just... was watching over them? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like that with a lot of mythologies, yeah. like, all over... That's why, like, even with the Thunderbird, I don't necessarily... Just kind of like with the Hodag. Like, I do think there was a giant bird in that region. I mean, actually, just almost all of North America. It makes sense. We had giant birds. Just like at one point, we had giant wolves, you know? Not the dog man. But, like, giant wolves. And and what happened? The cats beat them. That's why here, in North Carolina, we have cougars. I mean, we have literally mountain lions. From the swamps of North Carolina down to the swamps of Florida, and then all the way out into the deserts and the the like canyons of the Midwest. Well, further out west. So it's like I have no doubt in my mind that a thunderbird could have existed, yeah. even today. Like I, I actually also today I do think that like there are abnormally sized birds that would be considered to certain people well native americans or uh i mean just us i mean we would we would be able to be like oh it's a thunderbird because it's huge but like 
to them it'd be which is kind of cool when you think about too but like i mean it could be like a sign of fortune or anything like that um and did you uh have any accounts of thunderbird attack i think i had the main main one that everybody has uh which one because i've got two Oh, okay. The and Londell and okay. Illinois, yeah. with Ruth. I didn't bother with the names. Okay, well, I will do this one then. So, the uh, I figured someone fi- would have more an official account, like down to um, a police report on this and everything. Yeah, which is also you know just like we were saying, like the Thunderbird could easily be still like real today, and we just don't really see it. But also up in Wisconsin. I mean, and really, the all the Great Lakes. I mean, there's so much forest <laughs> that we do not go into. We don't occupy. Nothing's going on there except that nature. We well, nothing that we're doing. We're not tampering it, yeah. you know. So uh, Ruth Lowe, she was an eyewitness, uh, and this happened to her son. It was July 25th, 1977, approximately at 8:10 p.m. Uh, she was cleaning in the kitchen where she couldn't see her uh, uh, or you know, I'm sorry. She just couldn't see her children. Uh, she heard a piercing scream, and she knew it was uh, her 10-year-old son, Marlon. Marlon. I just think of Finding Nemo. Uh, when she ran I outside... I thought it was Marley and me, just Marlon and me. Okay, so when she ran outside to see what was going on, she was stunned. Two massive birds flying in a tight wingtip to wingtip formation were chasing her son. Uh, Marlon was being pecked and clawing, and then next thing you know, um, claws went to his shoulder. And when he started being picked up, Ruth was running to his aid. Um, they, I want to say more, not necessarily into his shoulder, but like his shirt. Yeah. Like they grabbed him by like the scruff. And they started lifting up this, this little kid, uh, the account said like he was fifty six pounds, so that sounds about right. Yeah, at, at ten years old, I mean, I don't know why, but at ten, I just feel like you weigh more than fifty six pounds. It's a rural kid, not much meat on his bones. I guess. Um. So nerd. Ruth was attacking this bird, uh, well, these birds, which had her son, and he was let go after being carried a distance over thirty five feet. So I guess the birds weren't big enough, which also accounts for. Um, Native American sightings, how they were kind of, they were big as a bird, but not big enough to really, I mean, they could pull a baby away or something like that, but they're not going to really pull like a full-size human away. At least not the ones that like the Navajo and the New England. Or these might have been like juvenile. Yeah, it could have been. So, um, Ruth went to the police and, you know, obviously the police did not take her seriously, but I do have her report. Uh, And this is exactly what Ruth... Ruth Lowe's police statement is, it had a white ring around its half-foot-long neck. The rest of the body was very black. The bird's bill was six inches in length and hooked at the end. The claws on the feet were arranged with three front, one in the back. Each wing, less than the body, was four feet at the very least. The entire length of the bird's body, from beak to tail, uh, from beak to tail feather, was approximately four and one-half feet. So, I mean, it definitely seems like this was a pretty big bird. 
And I'm trying to think of like the big birds that and I've seen. And I don't seen. know if I miss it, but there were also several other eyewitnesses. Yeah, I mean the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly the kids. But I mean like are, let's be honest, like are you really going to None of none of nobody there was eyewitnesses, but they didn't really talk about anything. Yeah. Like, you know, and um there was a lot of skepticism and ridicule to their story. And as it grew in popularity around the town, uh, Marlon, uh, in school, became known as Bird Boy, which is funny to me, um, which sucks. And not only that, I mean, you can definitely tell this was, like, the 70s, because uh, dead pigeons were thrown at the Lowe's home, and, like, like right up on their porch, and it's just... You're right, though. Kids will be kids, but it is kind of crazy to think about it. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Bird boy. Bird boy. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, honestly, and I, if I was a kid at that school, I'd be really interested. Because it just feels like that doesn't happen. Like, people don't talk about that shit. Like, yeah. okay, so, like, if if somebody comes out and says that, like, are you really going to be just, like, this guy? He's lying. Like, I don't know. Like, especially in the 70s, that just sounds a little different. You know what I mean? So... But um, I definitely, I like her story, and I like also how she went to uh, the police, which Got also... official statement. Well, okay, so to me, going to the police kind of shows that you were actually worried about something. Yeah. Like, there was something that you were actually scared about, because... There are large birds in the area that might try to steal my children again. Right. So, I just, I respect it. I respect her trying to go do that. I, I, uh... It sucks because being in, like, with you being in law enforcement or even the military or really anything in a credible career, um, you're not going to take what she says, like, like, you're going to really, like, I don't know. You'll take her report to make her feel better. (laughs) Yeah, like, you're going to just kind of be like, this lady's crazy. Like, why would you... And then if you do believe it, you're not going to tell anybody. Do you know if they did an investigation into it or not? Or just kind of took the report and let it go? I just heard the report and it was let go. That's it. So, I have no idea. Um, But yeah. I mean... And did you get the account from Out West? No. Uh, It was in 1890. Okay. It was two Arizona cowboys. Is Uh, this about to be a... uh... A certain situation? Uh, not quite. <laughs> uh, they shot and killed a large bird. I would say Thunderbird, but it doesn't sound like most other descriptions. Okay, so actually, like, in real life, I think I have heard of this story. Yeah. Um, it was described as no feathers, with the head of an, allig- an alligator-ish head. And, uh... It looked more like a dragon or pterodactyl than an actual bird. Okay, yeah. So I've I have heard about this story. Yeah, and they like came up on it, didn't they? Like it was like in a or like in its nest. I didn't look that much into it. I know. What? <laughs> I, I I got the general details. What kind of research are you doing here? Enough to get by. Yeah. Just like I do in life. <laughs> um. The so. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, put out any false information, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, they saw this bird, or this pterodactyl, um, and they followed it, like, it was, like, kind of, like, in the canyons. Yeah, and then eventually they came up on it, 
in its nest and they like killed it. Put a hole in it. If I'm remembering that correctly. Um, One way or another, they put a hole in it. Now, there have been other accounts that I've seen. There's also like photo proof. I'm putting air quotations in that. Um, uh, it seems like that, like one big black bird with the guy standing next to it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, other people have caught one. I forget who they said or who it was, but the photographic evidence that was said to have been taken has been destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it just does kind of seem like that. Um, so. Basically, like a lot of these images. Okay, so the the one the one with the blackbird uh, and the guy sitting next to it. That's actually like a depiction of what he they think it would look like, okay. which to me looks like a giant crow. That is, yeah. So um, the one that's like in front of the barn. That one's like super weird, but you can definitely tell that that is like photoshopped. Which one? This one. Oh yeah. The uh, the barn one. But honestly, like, even, like, looking at it, that's, like, it, it's definitely photoshopped, but at the same time, you're just, like, like, wow. Like, could you imagine if that was it? But this is the one where the, uh, this was a really big picture, which I'll definitely put up on our Instagram, uh, and Twitter. I don't know why I went there. Let's see. This one right here. Ah. Which yeah. they say at the bottom cannot zoom in they say at the bottom there's like uh deer feet or something like deer hooves oh so i don't i don't really know where but honestly this is uh that'd be the closest picture that you get to probably seeing i I feel like it if that wasn't you know alive when they shot it it looks like it might have just been like really well preserved in the sand like mummified yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good, like, mock-up. But again, uh, well, if you actually look at it right here, so, because they say it's, like, a deer or something like that. They I just, can't like, remember. flayed a deer? Yeah, but, like, I mean, if you look at the chest and then, like, the legs, it could be back legs. And then the chest is really fluffy. I don't know if I you can, I can see, see the, it. like, the tech, like, I can see the texture in the picture. I can see some. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Um, I don't, I don't really expect people to actually get, like, photos of this. Um, well, there is a video of it, actually, and people have even mentioned, kind of like Mothman, um, in, into it, and, now I don't think it's Mothman, and I don't think Mothman's a Thunderbird, but people have, uh, mentioned the two together. The Mothmen are just juvenile Thunderbirds. I don't think so. I think they're smarter than that. But yeah, so the Thunderbird. It's not smarts, it's instinct. <laughs> so what do you think of, uh, I mean, what is your opinion on this creature? This, uh, th- I mean, this is a cryptid, so. I don't know if they're still alive, but I feel like something bigger than the condor definitely lived out there at one point. So, kind of like the Hodag. Like, so yeah. this is, to, to you, this is definitely a cryptid that you would... You believe is true. Used At to one be, point, yes. right, right, right. I mean, uh, so I mean, would you kind of say that a uh, cryptid or uh, the Thunderbird is a cryptid today, but it is just abnormally large birds, or would you just chalk that up as 
abnormally large birds. Would you would you would you give them the Thunderbird title? Uh, I don't see why not. Okay. Cool. Yeah, for the most part, I agree with all that. I do. I will even say that, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, with in a sense, I guess you could call them like alpha, like alpha birds or something like yeah. that. Um, it seems to me like they might have a personality difference. So there could be, you know, a little bit more like different to them. Uh, they might carry a different, I know this sounds weird, but like energy yeah. with them and when they're around. So, but yeah, I would definitely chalk this up as. And even if we're just thinking of them as large birds, it would make sense for them to kind of hang around humans, especially they would probably be a smarter bird. Right. Uh, because humans, they usually have some form of waste or they're pretty good at tracking their own prey. Right. And so munch off of that, especially if it is more like a condor or vulture. Right. They get to pick the scraps. Right. And it would make sense, too, with the... Uh, leading Them leading the humans to food. Right. Because they're already going they're after They're already it. going after it. And, and just and they're scared with, of the humans. Right. And then, well, maybe not scared, but more timid. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense where they're located with the, uh, the Midwest, like the Great Lakes region, and all the way up to the Northwest Pacific. Like, I mean, you have so much cover, and then you have so much life. Yeah. So, uh, especially the Great Lakes. There's actually a lot of really cool stories with the Great Lakes that I've noticed. Um, I've been diving into the Dogman. So, we'll probably have an episode on that pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much in the Midwest. There really is. And it all started really with the Hodag for me. Like, realizing what's all there. Yeah. Um, now we got Mothman out there. And it's just, there's a lot coming out to it. Um, we're gonna have a Midwest episode in the future. Like we, we could, like just like multiple like on, cryptids. No, like on location. Oh, uh, that would be really cool. I do think that we'll have a on location with some North Carolina ones. Maybe the Beast of Bladenboro. I don't know. Just pitching. Uh, what was its name? Oh, Nobby. Yeah, Nobby. Nobby. So the Nobby one, I'd like to get into. We'll definitely have to get Matt involved. Yeah. Um, but it does kind of seem like that was fake. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, figure that out. But I have been doing a lot of reading. And also, if you guys are more interested in, uh, stories of the Thunderbird, um, there is a lot, but the one, one that literally had like two paragraphs that I read, other than that, I was reading, uh, I actually want to say I was reading a Wisconsin newspaper. And I probably should have wrote it down so I could cite it. I did. I remember how uh, on the Hodag episode I said the local high school was yeah. named the Hodags. Yeah, yeah. There's also a local one called the Thunderbirds. I did see that, and that was really cool. I also saw. Um, I want to say like it was either rec ball or hockey or yeah. something. There was something like, and it was also Hodag and Thunderbirds, and actually a couple other like cryptids up yeah. there. And I was just like, I really like that. Um, yeah. But, um, so I was reading American Monsters by Linda Godfrey, and honestly, she's been writing, she has tons of books. Not only am I reading American Monsters, but I'm also, uh, reading Monsters Among Us, um, which is, or, I'm sorry, I'll read the full title. Monsters Among Us, an exploration of otherworldly Bigfoots, Wolfman, Portals, Phantoms, and Odd Phenomena. Phenomena. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, she has, like, tons of books. Phenomena. 
She has tons of uh, books, and I actually really like her writing. I'm not sure if a lot of other people in the field like it. Um, she kind of writes pretty easily. We're like, I literally sat down and read like 100 pages, like fairly fast. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, am I, like I was like, damn. I was like, I'm going to finish this book, which I did. I did finish uh, The Monsters Among Us one, which was really good and really interesting. It is mainly a Dogman book. She does do a lot of Dogman stories. But I really liked it because it just counts. Some people were stayed anonymous in them. Um, I am getting kind of obsessed with the Dogman phenomena. I know it's really funny, but dude, I can't, I can't help it. It's so weird. Like it's so. It is literally, like, I don't know. Like I'm starting to get to the point now where like. So I, I used to think too much. So I used to like. I even ran a poll on Twitter on our Blue Room Insight at Twitter on Twitter. Um, what is more believable? Dogman or Bigfoot? And I even voted on my personal account. I voted Bigfoot. Um, but Dogman did dog is man win? no Bigfoot did. Okay. Okay. So uh, Dogman is starting to become to me like almost like a. Uh, I'm just hearing so many stories, right? Not only am I hearing, like, and honestly, like it's starting to turn into not Dogman is necessarily like a just a large canine, but more of a canine alien. And let's let's save the dog man for its own episode. But I want you to think. Okay, well, one more thing. I want you to think about this. There's a story. Um, I want to say I actually heard it on Coast to Coast. It was a dog man. Think of like you know the standing werewolf kind of dog yeah. man. Um, and then now take an elite from Halo, like a what is the it? Sanghealy. Sanghealy. And that armor, and put that armor on the dog man. Now what am I doing with this image exactly? That is that was the detailed report of soldiers like telling uh and dog man warriors. Them them encountering a dog man. And not only that, then they brought up uh in in one of the I think in the cantina uh part in Star Wars, there is a dog man in it and he look and the way that he looks is the way that they depicted him. Which is super crazy because when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, they've, there's way too many weird things that happen with them, especially with Steven Spielberg. They're a bunch of nerds. Well, not only that, though, but I mean, like, think of Encounters of the Third Kind with Steven Spielberg. Um, that whole that whole movie is actually based on, a, on people's, uh, yeah. you know, events and stuff. And not only that, the, um, the ending... With the encountering, one, Dr. J. Allen Hynek is in it. He's the main scientist in it who ran Project Blue yeah. Book. And not only that, um, I want to say it's like Project Serpo or Serpico, Project Serpico or something like that, um, which I haven't finished reading. I think Darius and I teased this over a year ago for pro- for midnight a Midnight Climax episode. Have you still not done that one? No. But okay. basically... Because um, you have been talking about that one for a while. Yeah, a lot of research has to go into it. Like, I honestly think the Dogman episode is going to be a really good episode because I'm getting so into it that it's going to be interesting. Just like I think the Bigfoot episode is going to be a really good episode because we're going to get into it. The Thunderbird episode is also a good episode. But now it has a Dogman rant at the Yeah, end. but, I mean, that's good, though, you know. <laughs> Got to give the people the content. So, so but, yeah. Um, Linda Godfrey, definitely check out her and her books. Um, there are some more, you know, like articles online. Definitely check that out. You got anything? 
Is there anything that you want? Any plugs? Uh, not really. Uh, I do have a pop culture reference for the Thunderbirds, though. I've already been saying it. Thunder, Cougar, Falcon, Bird. No, no, no. That's off Futurama, by the Zapdos. way. Zapdos. <laughs> That's it. I just wanted to get through all my notes. What about Articuno? Not a Thunderbird. Why not? It's not Thunder. But, okay, so... Do you remember the, Do you remember the old, uh, which actually in that book, it, that does say that. What? That the Thunderbird can control like hail. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So also, do uh, you remember the old internet app, Thunderbird? Yeah. It was a blue bird. So Zapdos is a Thunderbird, Articuno is a Thunderbird, Moltres a phoenix. not a Thunderbird. Could be a Thunderbird, just a phoenix. Like the fire saying, Thunderbird. Yeah, I mean... Does it also not control weather? Can fire be labeled as weather? <laughs> uh, wildfires? Right, that's what I'm saying. Moltres does that, right? Presumably. Yeah, see? And don't forget all the uh, little fire tornadoes you can have. Yeah, see? And then Pokemon has dogmen. They have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call them dogmen. For... I mean, in the movie... He talks. is a dog man. He talks. Yeah, he is. And he's the girl's father, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? That movie's weird. Dude, I was about to say, like, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Pokemon knows. <laughs> they know what's up. All right. Yeah, that's all I have. Okay. Like, we have a special guest today. He's in the audience. Hey there. <laughs> that's funny. So anybody that's going to be listening to this is, who's he talking about? What audience? We don't even have a live audience. But we do today. Something's being weird. Weirdo. That was the sound of paper being flipped. And I think that's a sign it's time to end. <laughs> All right. So also got some good news, though, real quick. Um, we got our merch in today. Well, most of it. Almost all of it. I just got to get maybe some more stickers and magnets. But yeah, got our merch in, so we'll be posting up on Etsy pretty soon. So check out the Etsy store. I'll post on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. All right. And we technically Skipper made us a TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't have any videos. No, it doesn't. But it might eventually. It might. We really want to just disprove conspiracies on there, like the flat Earth bullshit. But yeah. We might get in. We no. might dive into a little bit extra. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. No, it is. Um, or maybe just a later episode. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll get into it. Maybe we might need somebody specifically to like monitor that one though. It's hard to get on TikTok. I'm not gonna lie. I'm never on TikTok. So. I and when I do, I I indulge. I go down the rabbit hole like. Like I'm hiding. Like Wally, whenever he's like digging from the rocket landing, you know. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Disney films lately with Sloan. So, who's walking? She took a lot of steps. How does it feel? It's cool. I like it. So, I mean, you know, just uh, watching a little human grow. So, she, she likes watching me play Halo. So, that's good enough. So, but all right. Well, you got anything else? That's it. All right, well, one more shout out to uh, Resident Culture Brewing Company for making such a delicious beer. Dry hopped Saison. I let it freeze in the uh, 
the Arctic storm that we're having. Got down to like 30, got my beer down to 28, even had a little frost on the top when I opened it. It was real nice. So, well, I guess I'm done blathering. <laughs> and uh, this was not sponsored by Ford Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Or, yeah, sure. Yeah. Goodbye.